We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag Principal PLN, or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at principalpln.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 93 of the Principal of the Principal PLN podcast. We're super excited today. Teresa and I are here, and we are fortunate to be joined by Jeff Zoll and Anthony McConnell, the authors of the hot new book, The Principled Principal, 10 Principles for Leading Exceptional Schools. That's why I was getting tongue-tied there with the Principal PLN. Uh, but their book has a lot of PLN in it, I'll tell you that. Here's the description from the book that I'm super excited about. Um, this book examines 10 guiding principles using stories and real-life examples to make them relevant and applicable for every school leader. You're going to learn what to prioritize and when to eliminate from your to-do list, how to empower your staff and students, how to hire the right people for your school, why and when to keep calm in a crisis, how to recognize and avoid culture crushers. This list just goes on of what you're going to learn in this book. So we're super excited to have you both here today. Welcome to Anthony and Jeff. Thank you. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks Thank you, Teresa. Excited, excited to be here. Thank you. So before we start talking about your book, um, Jeff, you were telling us about how Anthony has your job right now. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Because I found that interesting. Yeah, Anthony and I uh, go back a few years. We were in a different school district about five years ago, Rock Island, Illinois. And uh, and when I moved to Deerfield as the assistant superintendent for teaching and learning uh, outside of Chicago, uh, the, one of the first things I did was kind of recruit Anthony to come up this way and serve as an assistant principal. 
And I make fun of him a lot, but honestly, he did an outstanding job as an AP, and we pretty quickly moved him into the principal role. And when I retired from full-time work as assistant superintendent, June 30th of 2017, uh, he was selected to replace me. And uh, I'm sure things are going a lot better now that they've got him <laughs> in there to replace, replace me. Not at all. <laughs> so you had some big shoes to fill there, Anthony. I did, yeah. Like Jeff said, we go back a, a few years, and um, um, he was a, a big help to me. And uh, I did kind of like a teacher on special assignment uh, project for him when I was a, a teacher, and he was the assistant superintendent. So we got to know each other really well, and and uh, he's been a huge help to me throughout my career. So it's awesome to collaborate with him on this. That's fantastic. What a cool story too. So the two of you wrote a book and as Jess mentioned, there are, there's a lot of PLN in this book. You have how many, how many stories of, of school leaders in there? You know, for each chapter, and there are 10 primary chapters, Teresa, and at the end of each of the 10 chapters, we asked three of our friends to kind of weigh in, including the two of you. And uh, we kind of picked people that we thought were outstanding principals. So we felt that in addition to our voices, we have the voices of 30 of the best principals in the country, frankly, or system principals or principals weighing in on these principles. And uh, so to me, that was sort of an exciting part of it. I always like to collaborate on any project I'm doing. And uh, to get 30 outside voices into this book really humbled us and made us feel that the book's a better, a better project. And we've got a lot of good feedback already from people who say that that's, you know, some of the favorite part of their book is listening to other voices weigh in on each chapter. Well, yeah, because it's not just reading about theory or research. It's it's hearing the real life stories and and keeping it practical. Yeah, I, I think one of the things like Jeff and I talked about early on is that we wanted the book to be practical for principles, mm -hmm. right? Like we wanted it to be actionable. We wanted the stories to be relevant. And we wanted it to be based on, you know, other than just the uh, the people that have contributed at each chapter, you know, we incorporated lots of actual stories from people that we know and that, you know, we've worked with in the past so that we have a lot of sort of scenarios and examples. And, you know, our hope is that, is that if you're a practicing principal or aspiring principal, there's, you know, really something to learn here in every chapter and something to take away from it. So when I look at the, the outline of it, so there's 10 different principles, would you, um, could you read it either way? Like, could you just go cover to cover or could you look at it and think, okay, this is an area that I'm struggling with. I'm going to jump into this chapter and focus on, you know, collaboration or do you have to read it yeah. cover to cover? You know, I don't think so, uh, Jessica. I think the very first chapter, kind of the introduction to the book, just a few mm -hmm. pages would be a good starting point. But after that, I think you could certainly jump around uh, from principle to principle. Um, that opening chapter, I don't think we call it a chapter, we just call it the introduction, but it starts with a quote. I think, I, and you know, like a lot of quotes, you can never find the original source of this quote, but it certainly wasn't Anthony or me. But I think I first heard it from Anthony, and the quote goes something like, when you base your life on principles, most of the decisions that await you are already made. Meaning, you know, if you lead with principles and core values and, and strong beliefs and philosophies you have, when those crises emerge, you're not flying around trying to figure out what to do. There still, still will be crises, but a, a leader who bases their leadership on principles kind of knows from where to lead. And that opens it up. But other than that, no, I think you could jump around. Anthony, I don't know, would you agree? 
I would, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree. I think that you can get into any of these chapters. If you have a question, you want to learn more about it. Uh, you can certainly go cover to cover with it, but, uh, you know, and, and to that, you know, hopefully it's something that even after you read it, it comes back and is a reference for you, you know, at other times, if you want to go back to a specific chapter, um, for something that you might be dealing with. So looking at the list, just uh, just of what Jess mentioned from that's what's on the back, the description of your book, looking at the eliminating from the to do list, empowering staff and students, keeping calm in a crisis, avoiding culture crushers. These are things that are 10 clearly different principles, right? They're not it's not part of one one initial topic so or one one general topic. So when you came up with this list of your 10 principles, were there some that you had to eliminate? You want to go first, Anthony? Or, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't think that there were, I don't think that we had like 11 or 12 and, and we, we, we cut from those. Um, you know, I think we, we went back and forth thinking like, you know, could we, could we make this eight or, you know, five or something like that? And I think we, I think the reason we settled on 10 is I think that's just kind of the way we broke out the big eye. Um, so I don't think there were any that we sacrificed uh, to, to kind of get to 10. Um, I think we just, you know, kind of happened to settle on uh, that this was, you know, kind of began with the ideas and the, the principles themselves. And, and that's where we got to where we were with them. Jeff, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it's funny, you, you write this book and you go back, it was probably one year ago today as we speak that we that we started this thing, Teresa and Jess, and, um, and it's kind of funny, like, how did it start, like all the other books I've written, you know, I, I, don't, even, together? <laughs> I don't remember how they started, but I, it was Anthony's idea originally, but I think we just went back and forth, and, you know, we kind of came up with, in pretty soon, it was these 10 things, and mm-hmm. not surprisingly 10 is a good number too i often say if if in doubt go with lists of five or lists of ten but uh i think there was a little bit of massaging it a little bit and what we would call them even though we knew that like hiring is one of the key things that a principal does I, i think it could be argued that it's the most important thing a principal does if he or she is in charge of hiring which i hope they are but so so we know that that's one of the most important things that principals do but you know Maybe it took a while to decide we're going to call that the talent principle mm-hmm. and include a lot more in that chapter other than just hiring. Mm-hmm. So I think really that's how it shook out. What are the most important things we do as principles? And then maybe we tweaked what would go in each chapter and what we would call each principle. So in your introduction, and I can't remember how you said this, but <clears> something <throat> of like in your work with le- with leaders, you see a lot of great leaders and you see some not so great leaders. So I'm wondering, you know, thinking of your 10 principles and the leaders that, um, you know, need to grow, is there like one common principle that you see that leaders might struggle with? You know, one of the things that I, I think goes through kind of all of these is, is, is just being, um, like if there's like an overriding principle to everything, I would say, uh, I think a lot of what is in here is about being sort of true to yourself and, and, you know, being kind of honest with yourself and just remembering, you know, to treat other people as, as you want to be treated. I think sometimes we see people, you know, where it's like the role of principle is now being played by, you know, and, and the role of the leader is now being played by, and you're doing things because you think that's how you have to do them. 
And what we're sacrificing there is like we're sacrificing maybe those underlying beliefs that we have. Like we know, we know that something doesn't feel right about how we're approaching the staff member or how we're approaching this parent. Uh, but we think we have to be strong or we think we have to be, uh, you know, authoritative or, or something like that. And so I think what goes through every one of these chapters is just getting back to some 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 common sense approaches to leadership and some empathetic uh, approaches to leadership. And I think if there's something that overrides all of them, I, I think that would that would be it. I don't know, Jess, if there's any one that 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 leaders who struggle, we could point to and say this is one they struggle with most. I think in each chapter, each principle, we talk about the principle, why it matters, what it means to us. But I think in each one of the principles, we kind of say, here's how excellent leaders approach this principle. Mm-hmm. And here's maybe how mediocre leaders and, and some leaders are better than others. That, that's a tough thing to say sometimes, but you know that's true, just like some baseball players are better than others. And, and so we kind of point out for each of the 10 principles, here's what we think excellence looks like. We've called on a few other principles who are excellent in this area to weigh in, but here's where some people fall down in this principle. And, and I think a little bit of it is there's some contradictions in here. Like almost everything I say, I can take the flip side of it. And it makes sense too. So I think what really, really excellent school principals and school leaders do is they know the black and white, mm-hmm. but they have the art of the gray. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of things that I say that I believe in firmly, yet I know I've been approached with situations where I do the exact opposite of what I do 99% of the time. So I still believe in that quote that prefaces this book. When you base your life on principles, most of your decisions are made before you encounter them. Yet, sometimes I encounter a situation and I go and I have to go against that principle a little bit. Every situation is unique. Every person is unique. Every school culture is unique. So I think the really, really excellent leaders we know are able to see the gray. Um, I, I can I give you one quick example from the first chapter, the priority principle? You know, and this one's tough. And Anthony and I went back and forth on this quite a bit. But I think both things are true. And I, I don't know who said it originally. I know we quote Patrick Lencioni in there, but the, the quote where you say, if everything's important, then nothing's important. I believe that. You know, if you say that every single priority we have in the school is important, then I don't think any of those things are going to be important. So that's weird. I believe that. Yet we say in the book, it's all important. And I believe that too. And, and my explanation for that is if we are doing it in the school, it better be super important or we shouldn't be doing it. You know, so the day is filled up with six and a half student hours, I think, or whatever it is in every school district, I think everything that happens within those six and a half hours has to be deemed critically important. And if it's not, we probably shouldn't be doing it. <coughs> so from lunch to recess to science to, to literacy, all of those things have to be important. So it's weird. I see both sides of that. Does that make sense? Like when I say it's all important and when I say if it's all important, then nothing's important. And I think the excellent leader kind of understands the interface between those two seemingly contradictory things. Well, it, it does because, um, you know, if you're going to roll out initiatives, you better be prepared for all of them to have priority um, because some principals, you know, grab at this and grab at that and grab at that. And then teachers n- aren't really sure, okay, what should we be focusing on right now? So yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. The other one kind of along those same lines, when we talk about the talent principle and in there, we do talk, about hiring and we actually talk about what our differences between hiring and selecting uh, the right person for any opening and that's so critically critically important but i i think both things here are true too which is the the variable can only be one thing excellence 
we have to select the most excellent person available for every opening we have in the school if we want to have a truly exemplary school. And, and the variable of experience, to me, is irrelevant. And we've been in some districts where, where they go one side and they say, we're only going to hire people with 20 years of experience. We think experience is so important. And we've been in other districts where, where they say, no, for maybe financial and other reasons, we believe that new people are are fresher and better. And we're only going to hire people, you know, who are right out of college and have just a couple of years experience. And, and I just believe, and I know Anthony and I, we go back and forth on all kinds of things, but I believe that it, it's irrelevant. What's relevant is excellence. And do they base every decision on what is based for children? Mm-hmm. And if they do that, then I don't care if they have 20 years experience or, or zero years experience. I'm going to try to get the person who I think is most student-centered and most likely to contribute to a positive and productive school culture. Yeah, can I d- jump in there? One of the things, like, like what, everything Jeff said is exactly right. One of the things that, like, I think we hope from this book is that, like, as as maybe like leadership teams in a district or whatever read it and study it, like they have discussions about it, right? Like they challenge their own assumptions as they kind of go through it, and and you know, they, what Jeff said about the gray areas is a hundred percent. And that like he touched on the, you know, the first chapter of the priority principle. Well, you know, you can have great culture and care about your kids and they can learn at high levels, right? Like we don't have to make those choices, uh, between those things. And so getting people into that discussion rather than them just thinking about that. So black and white, you know, like, what are we about test scores or, feeling good. Well, we should be about both. You know, we should be about learning and feeling good. And so I think one of the things like we hope and that, you know, we're excited to see like people are asking questions and talking already is that, you know, it's it's getting them to think. It's getting them to talk with each other and challenge each other and think about what how they think about some of these principles. Okay. So this is a question that I have just because I totally geeked out when I saw that you had John Gordon write a blurb on the back of your book. <laughs> I love John Gordon. Um, how did you get him to read your book? Um, did you just do either? Are you either of you connected with him? Yeah. So John Gordon, there's a, a summit that we attend every every summer in our district, which is a uh, it's with Human X Ventures. It's a company we work with who contributed a couple of surveys here for our book as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he is always uh, a speaker there and he has been for the last couple of oh. years. And so I've, I met him there and I, you know, I, I got to know him through involvement in that organization just a little bit. So, um, and I don't know him really well, but I thought, well, Hey, this is seems right up his alley. So I shot it off to him and I, I think he got back to me within like three or four days. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's funny, Jessica, you probably experienced this too in your writing, but when you write a book, you know, you always feel a little bit um, uncomfortable, you know, reaching out to a bunch of people and saying, hey, would you read this and endorse this? And you're uncomfortable for two reasons. You know how busy everyone is. And and two, you're kind of requesting, you know, humbly that somebody would read it and maybe like it and write an endorsement. So it's always sort of a tough thing at the end of the book. It's also, also kind of a fun thing in a way, but I always feel a little bit weird about oh, yeah. it. But uh, it's just so validating when some folks take the time out of their busy schedules to read it and provide an endorsement. And whether it's somebody like John who has a little more notoriety uh, or, or somebody like, you know, our, our friends, Jimmy Costas or whatever, I'm yeah. just always humble and grateful that somebody would take the time to read the book right. and give it a thumbs up. And, and that, that's so nice of them. And we appreciate John and everybody who who contributed and who supported the book with an endorsement. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, speaking of you, I mean, you had a, a lot of really great um, leaders read your book and and put praise out there for it. So um, I'm I'm super excited for it. I, I don't know if I said it already, but I haven't I haven't read it yet. I just got started, but I can already see how this is going to be a great book for experienced leaders and um, people who teachers who want to be principals. I teach the first <clears throat> excuse me, the first two classes in a principal program. And I could totally see using this mm -hmm. in one of those classes. We so kind of hoped, honestly, when, when, we, when we wrote it, we knew when we call the book, the principled principle, we knew that we're limiting, at least in some people's eyes, the, the, the scope of the book in terms of audience. So, but we wanted to do that. We wanted to write a book for principals, Mm -hmm. aspiring principals, assistant principals, teacher leaders too, though. But then finally we thought, you know, sometimes, and I, I've taught grad classes too, and sometimes those books you read in the principal prep program are kind of theoretical and, and stuffy and stodgy, and we kind of hope that maybe some principal prep programs would, would use this as a more approachable, accessible book in their programs. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember going through my entire principal program and I don't, I don't feel like I learned anything until I actually started. And I was like, I didn't read Agreed. any of this in any of the books. <laughs> Agreed. It's the same thing with student teaching though, isn't it? You get yeah, into the classroom sure. and it's like, oh. Yeah. Why couldn't there be more works. practical books in our college programs or at least a little bit of a mix between the two? Well, so we need to change work. that. We can change yeah. that. Yeah. Well, books yeah. like this will help. Just Most keep definitely. writing them. Yeah. You know, and by the way, you nailed it with the with the title. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, no doubt. I just love the title. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, Teresa. Yeah, no, we, that's we okay. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I guess I can say this, but you know, I I don't. Anthony, do you? If you remember, tell me. But I don't remember who came up with that. Uh, but we, we're always talking about titles and subtitles. Um, but one of us came up with, hey, let's call it the principal principal. And I don't recall if it was Anthony or me. But I ran it by a few people like I always do. I'm obsessive about calling friends I respect and seeing what they think. And I had a lot of positive comments on that idea. And one of my best friends in the whole wide world strongly encouraged me to not use that title. He hated it. And that friend, uh, Jess, is Todd Whitaker. He did not like that title. <laughs> well, Todd Whitaker can't be right all the time. <laughs> he called me just the other day, though, to say that Beth supported it and told him he was wrong. So Beth Whitaker. Well, his wife is right. <laughs> yeah, it is a great title. I do think, and I think this is a, this is a great book to keep um, for, for practicing principles as well, to keep you know, write, write in your office and just, just grab a chapter every once in a while, like mm. Anthony mentioned earlier, you know, just, just go back to it and just kind of re, um, reassociate yourself with, with some things. And I love, I know we talked about this earlier, but I love that you have a lot of the books now have a PLN component to it, but I love that you've got three at the end of every chapter that people can reach out to and continue this conversation. That's, mm. it's one of my favorite parts about the way that, that, books are heading now is that we've we've got built in PLN within the book that the authors have suggested that you reach out to. And, and I love that each of these chapters is so completely different in topic from the one before and that you found three people who you feel excel in that topic that anyone can reach out to. I just I think it's a really a brilliant idea. Well, and not only that, but they've got, and they're, I'm taking what they're probably just going to say, the, the three, two, one at the end of every chapter. So then you've also got two resources. And I'm looking at your website of like 
already links to TED Talks I want to watch after this podcast. <laughs> and then the culture crusher at the end of each chapter, too. That that was actually kind of a big thing. And, and you know, at the end of chapters, you know, I, I've written a few books and I sometimes struggle with, you know, it, it doesn't have to have some kind of thing at the end of each chapter, questions or, but, mm -hmm. but I do think it adds something to books in our, in our field when we do something. And most of my friends who are writing excellent books out there now have, have something at the end of each chapter. And, and again, I'm a collaborative person my entire life. I've been a part of teams. And, and so I like to do every project involved in some sort of a team effort, but, but you're right. So we, and, and then maybe a little gimmicky, we said, well, let's do a three, two, one to close the chapter. When I was, <laughs> teaching we would sometimes close with a three two one the lesson but uh so it's it's three principal voices two resources and one that was really important and we explained this in the introduction to is the culture crusher because i i guess job one of a principal is school culture um you know we, we sometimes talk about the three r's of relationships 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 um, but we might also talk about the three C's, culture, culture, culture as being job number one of a principal. And, and so I thought that, I don't know, to me, that was sort of important part of the book too. And, and we got those ideas, frankly, from surveying principals in one district, and they kind of came up with a list of some things that they think destroy the school culture. And so we took one of those for each of the 10 principals, and, and they're kind of aligned with that principle too. What, what happens at schools where this principal isn't in effect, the PLE principle is not in effect too too well. And usually it's something that is really crushing the culture of that school. So we thought that was so important to add to it too. But thank you. Yeah. One of the one of the other things that I, I, I would say, and I mentioned how I, I kind of uh, had a connection with John Gordon earlier, but two of the resources uh, for this book are, are, we have a relationship with some people at the, the company Human X Ventures. And and I, I think I have to figure out, you know, we have to figure out a better way to kind of even, you know, just tweet out a link to the survey. They custom built two surveys for this book. One is a strengths-based leadership survey for principals, which will tell you like your your top five principal strengths. And one is that actual school culture survey that you can sign up and have sent to your staff to give you like a little snapshot of your school culture. And so those are both like, and they're just like, as two resources in the chapter. I mean, the, the, they were, they were so generous to kind of put those together for us, build a website for it. And, um, and so those are, those are two great, like custom-made resources for this book that I think principals would get a lot of value out of, you know, you know, just even those couple of things, uh, from, from the book as well. And like I said, they're, they're, they're totally free, you know, um, you know, and book you or said not. That's did you say it's human X ventures? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's phenomenal and very yeah, generous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost afraid Anthony that, that that would get overlooked, you know, by some people we throw a couple of resources sure. in, but the two, one is in the talent. What, what, what chapters is that in? One's in the, in the, the, the talent principle. And, yeah. um, I believe the people principle. Yeah. So, we, but really, they custom designed those for this book, and they could get lost in the in the in the mix there. But they're pretty, they're worth going to for anybody who sees those and clicks on that link or goes to our website. And you may have to fill out a quick, you know, email address thing, but it's worth it to um, to really uh, helpful tools, I think, to school leaders. Thank you for sharing today. I'm I'm super excited to dig yeah. into this book, and I'm sure our readers will be too. Um, do you have any final words about? your book well thank you I'll, I'll i'll close and turn it over to anthony thank you guys for inviting us to chat with you it's always good to see you and chat with you and thank you for contributing to the book i i, I think the last thing i'll just say is 
Uh, one reason we wrote this book is because the job of principal is so dadgum difficult. Um, and I think Joe Maz was a guy who said one time, you know, when he was a principal, as soon as he walked through the doors of the school every morning, it was like he was shot through a cannon. And, and then until the day completely ended, which might have been at eight o'clock at night, for all we know, uh, it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. So we wanted to validate how hard that job is uh, from our own experience and from the experience of many, but also hopefully validate how rewarding it is and maybe add to the discussion a little bit about how we can make it easier. I think we even say that in the book, it's never going to be an easy job, nor should it be, but maybe make it a tiny bit easier uh, when we lead with principles. Anthony? No, I just say thanks for contributing to the book and thanks for having us on this morning. It's fun to it's fun to do this and uh, and to chat about the book a little bit. I would echo what Jeff said and he said as as recognizing how difficult the principal the job of principal is. I would I would just add also recognizing how important it is um, and how important that role is in our schools and in our districts and to communities and um, you know recognizing what a critical role that principals play in their in their schools. And how can our listeners connect with both of you? The best way always to connect with me is through Twitter. And we, you know, and then from there, you know, we could uh, connect in any way. But so my Twitter handle is at Jeff underscore Zoll, Z-O-U-L. And it, by all means, uh, I, I respond to everybody who ever contacts me. So I'll certainly respond if you send me a DM or uh, tweet and uh, love to connect. And, and for me, uh, I would say the same, uh, and my Twitter handle is at McConnell, uh, A-W. Uh, and uh, like, like Jeff said, connect anyway from there. And we'll have links in our show notes. And your website that has a wealth of resources is theprincipledprincipled.com. Mm -hmm. And we would love people to go there as well. And then finally, Jessica, if I could throw in a plug for our hashtag. The book is brand new pretty much, and we're just starting, but our hashtag on Twitter is the number sign and then the number 10. So hashtag 10 principles, and that's P-L-E, uh, principles. So uh, join the conversation, uh, the hashtag 10 principles on Twitter. All right. Are you going to have for... a scheduled chat or is that just an ongoing hashtag? Ongoing hashtag, but we do want to uh, get some chats going. We just haven't started it yet, but we okay. will do that and we look forward to that. Okay. Thank you for everything you're doing. This thank is you. this book no, is exciting you. and everything that you do is is always exciting and and I know a many many of our listeners know who you are and things that you've done and if you don't you need to look because there's just amazingness coming from both of you. So thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. I think we'll close it out. Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E.
Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.